it is so, so important, I think, in my eyes for girls that want to break into the fashion or beauty industry or even, like, any any industry, lifestyle, celebrity, to start your own blog where you can kind of write freely and express yourself and put your work out there. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Bite of Fashion, the podcast, where I interview young professionals within the media or fashion industry and get you an inside scoop of what their job is really like. In this episode, you're going to hear from Jessica Harrington, a fashion and beauty editorial assistant at SheFinds.com. The way I like to start off these episodes is by telling you a little bit about how I met the people I interview. So Jessica and I both went to Hofstra University, located right here on Long Island, New York, and we both majored in journalism. We weren't in the same graduating class, so we actually met through a college organization called Her Campus. If you haven't heard of Her Campus yet and you're interested in online editorial, social media, or fashion, or beauty in general, then I highly suggest you go and Google it right now. It was probably one of my best experiences in college. Even though I didn't continue on the editorial path or journalism, I met an amazing group of girls. It's honestly just a great place to network with people and find people at your university who have similar interests. Jessica graduated from college less than a year ago and already has a position that some people find impossible to get straight out of college. She's had over three different kinds of internships and she'll talk about all of them and how she got them. But we also talk a little bit more about how being a blogger has actually helped her stand out when she's been applying to internships and jobs. We also talk about how influencers and editors are on the same playing field, meaning brands are inviting them to the same press events and showrooms, and they're pretty much doing the same exact thing. It's crazy. Brands actually are sending out PR products to editors in hopes that they share it on their social media channels, just like they would send it to bloggers. There's so many valuable things in this episode, so I hope you guys enjoy it, and make sure to follow me on Instagram, at Christina Michelle underscore. Four, tres, two, uno. My name is Jessica Harrington. Um, I'm originally from South Jersey, and then I moved up to New York to go to college at Hofstra University, and there I studied journalism and kind of concentrated in fashion and beauty journalism geared towards, I thought magazine at first, but it switched up quickly to a very digital online focus. So many paper magazines are just, they're switching to online. A very sad thing in my opinion, because I like grew up like, you know, laying on my bed, flipping through Seventeen and Cosmo and all that, but the industry is changing so much that, like, everyone's just reading on their phones. Mm-hmm. And, like, and when did you realize the switch? Like, at university or...? I definitely feel like just in my freshman year of college and also, like, going... Telling people, studying journalism and kind of other people in the field were like, okay, make sure it's digital because it was already heading that way and they were like, you know, in four years when you graduate, it's going to be even more so that way. Mm-hmm. So I kind of immediately made the switch of focusing on digital and honestly that's where the most internships and different things are just because that's so much of a bigger Mm -hmm. field to get into so i got a job at shefinds.com which is an online publication um right out of college and i was hired as an editorial assistant so there i work on an edit team with about 
three total like full-time people and then we have a bunch of freelancers and we cover everything in the fashion and beauty vertical um so it's pretty a small team because you said you just have three full-time uh, oh people. yeah yeah it's it's super small um which is why it's it's insane the amount of content that we put out and it's very very fast-paced and very mm -hmm. competitive and all of that stuff um i work with so yeah, a very small team. One of the other editorial assistants, there's actually only two of us that are the editorial assistants there, and we both write like about probably seven pieces a day for seven the website. Seven pieces a day. Yes. It helps having all of the experience and then just yeah. like being at this publication for a while, like you get into kind of like a rhythm of being able to turn it out really quick. But um, we cover mainly like shopping related stories. Okay. So more so not so much as like newsy pieces but more so like if you're looking to buy something she finds is a good site to go to because we'll have stories on the best blouses for fall the best midi dresses we found the most comfortable sneakers we found that so it's supposed to be a women's like all-encompassing shopping guide okay. she finds is like it tries to tell you about it and then show you where you can get it so it's not like oh you're reading about it and then you don't know where to find it or how to get it yourself okay. or things like that. And it's also very, very focused on affordable, like realistically mm. priced so options. So that where you go and you're like, I love these sunglasses and they're like $800. Right. Okay. Yes. So she finds it's supposed to be for like the working woman, okay. super busy, on the go, um, being mindful of her spending, you know, trying to be like uh, money savvy and things like that, which I relate to very well and mm -hmm. I love that idea. So that's kind of how definitely think we're different other than writing these articles um you know you have for example you write seven a day why are there events that you have to go to or like what else is included as part of is this part of like the editorial job that everyone will get or is there people who just sit back and just write is it because you're at a smaller company so right you... right so i definitely think i get to do more because i'm at a smaller company that's kind of a big thing with she finds is that you're kind of dipping into everything when you work there you know we have people on our digital team that sometimes if there's something they're interested in we have them write about it for the site every once in a while when usually they're only doing photos and we have um like our marketing people also writing editorial stuff sometimes or so we do cross over more so because we're in a small company um however yes a big perk to being in editorial is getting um these press invites and things which i was very very excited for <laughs> starting i always see on your instagram stories feel like social media is also changing yes 100 in their instagram accounts mm -hmm. we'll but going. yeah so i actually interned um right before my senior year at hofstra with a beauty editor she was formerly at Cosmo and then she broke off to kind of be an influencer on her own and I interned with her and she started sending me in her place I remember to events. that yeah. yeah so just beauty events solely but I got to go to these events around New York if they were ones she wanted to go to but like didn't have time to or was going to be away for and I kind of got like a taste of it and it was amazing it's so cool you know they're in these like super neat places they're in these hotel rooftops or these like yeah luxurious spas <laughs> all around New York and you know they have the products out and they have like cool foods out and they sometimes have like 
hairstylist or yeah, get your nails going done on. For free. Yeah, and then like you leave with the product or something. Oh my gosh, it was like the best summer of my life. I feel to do like that. yeah. So because that was um, she was invited as an influencer. So mm-hmm. when you're you as an editor, when you're going, are you also seeing influencers um, going to the same showrooms yeah. and events? Yeah. So you're, it's definitely okay. um, both on the same kind of playing field that exactly. now is being in an editor spot I get the invites like my work email um when they're trying to like say celebrate a new product launch or like I'm going to a lot of fall winter fashion previews right now to preview the new lines um ultimately because they want me to place the products in content mm-hmm. so they want you to see it and experience it and so that way you later cover it um so get those I feel like th- that creates like and now there's a blur line between being an influencer and being an editor. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. pretty much, if you think of it, an influencer maybe has their own blog. Mm-hmm. They're going to this event, and maybe they'll feature it in a blog post, blog you, right? Post, yep. Or they put it on their Instagram stories. Yeah. Which, essentially, you're kind of doing the same thing, but for she finds. Right. So, yeah, as influencers, because influencers are a very new thing. Yeah. They're still, like, it's, like, just in the last few years that those have really become a thing. And... I've seen it, like, all over magazines (laughs) everywhere and different, like, magazine editors and editor-in-chief saying that, like, editors are the original influencers. And I do really feel that that is is the case. Before personal blogs were things, people solely just got their fashion and beauty news from magazines, and now we're kind of, like, sharing the field, which I think is awesome. You know, I love a lot of influencers and follow probably more influencers than actual like friends so it is we're kind of on the same field I'm covering it for a publication they're covering it for their personal kind of publication you know what I mean it's kind of one in the same um do you feel like influencers are taking away editors jobs you know I feel like that might be somewhere it may be going down the line um just because of how quickly they grew Mm -hmm. and influencers are more actively on social media and I think the world is just shifting so much just towards social media um I don't think it's happening like in the near near future but down the line just like paper magazines faded out and now we're going more towards digital I could definitely see like more so influencers having kind of the monopoly on audiences Mm -hmm. I also saw something just like interesting this one influencer that I follow put up like a poll on her Instagram stories and was like who actually reads my full blog posts and who more likes looking at my Instagram stories and Instagram posts with one of those polls and more people said that they just go to their Instagram yeah that they don't click through to the blog which we all knew yeah but like just to see I know people admitting that it's true it's, it's like yeah you would like to say that you read their blog oh my gosh yeah it's just like I don't know because I blog sometimes and I like yeah. wish yeah like even someone who does it yeah I don't click through to everyone's no. I like watching the stories because it's quicker and it's immediate like okay, I'm on the train for literally two more seconds. Let me click through a few more stories Mm -hmm. before, you know, you're just, it's easier to get news through Instagram. Yeah. So people are going more towards that. But I definitely don't think it's going to make that switch too immediately just Mm -hmm. because I just see how much traffic so many, you know, 
big publications are still getting and things. So okay. they still have a place for, like, at least a little while. <laughs> and with your social media, like, do you feel like, are you encouraged by She Finds to, like, post on your Instagram stories? People are probably following you because mm-hmm. they know that you're an editor and you're, like, this fashion beauty guru or... Um, and you get these free products and you probably get them before most people do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a pre-release. Right, right. So what's that all about? So she finds doesn't actually like state that they want us to or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our own like obviously she finds Instagram account and we post a lot on our Instagram stories for that when we receive products in or when we go to events we'll like put up photos of that. Um, but I kind of just took it upon myself to be sharing so much of my stuff onto my Instagram because, yeah. like I said, that's what I like looking at from other people's. I mm-hmm. always, um, like, look at other people who graduated from Hofstra, especially that I knew that are now in the industry and things, and would click through their stories and the influencers that I follow. I like exactly. seeing their unboxings and things that they get. And and you were, before all of this, you had a blog. Yes. So you were, yeah. you, I remember you had a blog and mm-hmm. um, you were a blogger or whatever during university. So, yeah. I mean, for you, it's a natural thing to do. Right. So I already have that kind of desire to, just, like, share kind of what I'm doing and things that I'm into um, because I just, I like the collaborative space of Instagram. Mm-hmm. I like seeing what other people are doing and I like putting it out there. So I do that and I have seen my following and my kind of engagement grow since doing that. Obviously, the more things you have to share, the more people are interested in seeing them. Um, so I definitely do share like the events and stuff and it helps our company too because I'll tag back that, you know, mm-hmm. in my bio it says that I work at She Finds. So exactly. it's kind of this interconnective thing, but I have gotten a lot more following from people in the industry now, whereas before entering college, my Instagram, like everyone's, is just a personal one. Mm -hmm. It didn't have anything to do with career focus or things like that, and I didn't really know how to make that switch, and now I started working on that switch in college, and definitely post-grad, it's fully, you know, I still share pics of, you know, me and my sister and family stuff, but... A good mix of also yeah. fashion and beauty and work related things because and I like that like I follow editors as well and like I follow influencers because like you know the type of content they post but mm-hmm. when I follow an editor I actually like kind of seeing the personal side of yeah. it because they, they are more of like a real person I guess or right, you right. know it's not perfect like every photo is not perfect mm-hmm. and I think that's okay if you're an editor because yes. you're not getting judged on your Instagram feed or you're not getting work from how great your photos that, are. Right, you're employed in yeah. another aspect and that's kind of, I like it as like kind of like an inside glimpse as to, yeah. so I share event photos and then also here's what I'm doing on the weekends when mm-hmm. my sister comes to visit me and things exactly. like that, um, which like you said makes it a lot more real, I think. I know at Hofstra and maybe like other universities, they don't really have classes just for like fashion writing yeah. or beauty. So how did you take like what Hofstra gave you and you knew you wanted to go into that? How did you kind of make yourself into that industry? Yeah, they they really don't. Universities, it's so funny. I find they'll like cater to sports journalism and like radio journalism and all these different aspects. And they'll have like two classes that are on magazine journalism and even then they're not even fashion or beauty. I remember telling my professors, you know, when they have you freshman year, what's your dream job? And I was like, oh, I want to work at 
fashion magazine, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, everyone thinks it's yeah. just, like, not ever going to happen because the universities just don't cater towards it. So it was definitely, like, taking a lot into my own hands in terms of you have to take your basic classes, and mm-hmm. they don't really have you do anything with fashion or beauty journalism but then like curating my own interests for camps such an amazing resource because it allowed me to write about fashion and beauty topics that I was interested in and get these published clips online Mm -hmm. through a school outlet at Hofstra but it was like not done for me by the journalism department and then using those clips and like my own personal blog and stuff to get those internships and then just making sure all of my internships related to fashion and beauty. Would you say a girl who's in university, um, would you encourage them to start their own blog? Do you think it was really helpful um, throughout your, while you were interning or getting those internships? um, Do you think it's like a good thing to practice? Right. And also explain the internships that you did because I know you did a bunch of different ones. Yeah. Um, So first, Yes, it is so, so important, I think, in my eyes for girls that want to break into the fashion or beauty industry or even, like, any any industry, lifestyle, celebrity, to start your own blog where you can kind of write freely and express yourself and put your work out there. Um, Because, again, it's another... It's another published clip. It's a published byline. It's another thing. Resume, yeah. Right, to share out because even though it's published by you, it is essentially out in the world for other people to read. And that impresses people when you're looking for jobs, when you're looking for internships. Um, I've had many, many internships where I went to the interviews and they've asked about my blog. And they, oh, I've seen, I saw that you have a blog Mm -hmm. or that you. It also shows, it gives them another idea of kind of an inside look at what your writing style is, what you're kind of interested. Um, It helps show, honestly, that you're driven and motivated because it takes a lot of time to, I know you know, to blog update it. I wasn't applying to editorial jobs, but Mm -hmm. I was applying to, like, marketing, like, social media manager. Um, I felt like the position was maybe a little bit more higher up than, Mm -hmm. like, I think it said, like, five years of experience. But I was like, whatever, I'm still going to apply. Just give it a shot. (laughs) Um, And she was just, like, so impressed and, like, really curious about, like, my blog and, like, how Mm -hmm. I was managing that and managing my own social media. And she's like, how do you manage that? Because however you manage your own stuff is, like probably how you're going to be managing companies exactly exactly um and it was something that made me stand out I think Mm -hmm. a lot even when I was just like applying to marketing jobs a lot of people who are that's like kind of like under the business school Mm -hmm. um a lot of those people like don't have their own blog or like don't run their own website so everyone has say a resume when they go to apply for an internship and then 90% of those people are probably going to have clips or maybe not even 90 but a decent amount are going to have clips the percentage that are going to have their own blog then too it's like it's another thing which is going to set you apart and set you above the rest of the candidates which is obviously the most important thing when Mm -hmm. you're trying to land an internship or a job is to stand out. And it's really good practice, too, just to get into the habit of writing that often and kind of focusing your voice and getting to find out what you're interested in. And I think especially what you said, driven, because no one's telling you to, like... To do it. To do it. Yeah. You're doing it for yourself. It's fully <laughs> like you get out of yeah. class or you get out of work and you've already yeah. done a ton of stuff that day 
and now you're going to take even more time instead Mm -hmm. of just watching TV or something. So it definitely is an amazing thing to have. It also gives you experience um, working with an online platform, which, as I was saying, with everything going to digital, it's also such a valuable experience to have because, you know, you can get an internship and then it's that much more... Well, most of them, anyway, you go to apply for them, they say, like, WordPress experience, um, preferred, like, highly preferred or highly encouraged or even a must, like, you must know how to use or basically how to use it. And so, depending on what platform you create your blog on, but getting that experience so that way you can go into a job and be like, yes, and I don't need you to walk me through baby steps how to do every little thing. Do you use WordPress at your job? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she finds we use WordPress. Um... At the Zoe Report, we used WordPress. At my first two internships, the Celebrity Cafe and FashionWeek.com used WordPress. So pretty much everyone's using WordPress. Oh, (laughs) New York Magazine does. Even, I want to say, like, Vogue does. So many. I wonder, just from a marketing standpoint, because I know SEO is, like, really important, and Mm -hmm. I forget, in editorial, is that something you guys look into when you're writing your blog post? Are you thinking of that or no? Yes, so I am actually, she finds, as funny you asked, um, (laughs) I am solely our kind of SEO expert at she finds, so I focus on growing our search traffic as, um, through Google and our organic traffic, um, so that's all searches and traffic that we would get from someone searching through Google or Mm -hmm. finding us through like a web search on Google. So I manage that fully and it's And is that something you just learned or is it from something you learned at university or you just kind of knew from your blog? I actually learned it um, working for my dad's web design company all through college. You know, I had to know how to do SEO stuff and I had to learn that for his company and then it was just so handy because coming to she finds they were like okay and you're gonna manage search which is and you learn about seo a little bit at yeah. university like they touch on it you should know what it stands for and things like that but you don't really go that in depth in it mm-hmm. um and seo is like actually there's a lot to it kind yeah. of so i feel like that's that would be like a whole just one position oh yeah for yeah. sure so when i got to she finds they were like oh yeah and you're gonna be managing our search traffic and growing our like seo and like all that stuff and i was like okay, like, I can actually do that. Like, Mm -hmm. I know how to do that. And they were, like, blown away. So if you can also find out and learn about SEO, it's another amazing skill to have. So let's go into your internships, like you were saying. I think um, the Zoe Report was probably, like, one of your last best ones. But let's start from the beginning. What did you start off doing? How did you get the internships? Um, I believe they were probably, like, all in New York, but you said you did some Mm -hmm. remote. Mm -hmm. So if you're not in the city, that helps. Yeah, so... I was saying a little bit at first, so my first internship was the Celebrity Cafe and FashionWeek.com. They're owned by the same company, so I interned for them simultaneously, but they're two different websites. And that was actually remote, so I did it my sophomore year of college, and I like just did it from my dorm room, and I had to sign on a certain number of hours a week and write a certain number of stories and go on these video calls with like my managers and all that. That was my first one that I did, and that was amazing because I got a lot of clips from that. I literally just wrote, like, ten stories a week or probably, and that was part-time with classes, and I just got so many published clips that at the end, 
I want to say I had like about 80 stories for each publication at the end of the semester. So that gave me then so much to go into my next um, internship applications with, like to show, you know, here's all of my work. And not only do I have it on my blog and her campus, but now I have it on fashionweek.com and things like that. So those were like the first two that I did together. And then I went to, I actually did a social media internship with, Michelle New York Brides, so it's a bridal shop in Brooklyn. Oh, I do remember that. Yes, yeah. so that was like my kind of outlier in terms of my internships because it was social media and I hadn't done other social media ones, but because it's also important, I and I figured it might be kind of fun to diversify kind of what I was doing. I didn't want... To have some social media experience. Yeah, exactly, and I didn't want to kind of like corner myself This was still only, this was my junior year. I didn't want to corner myself in terms of, like, I'm only going to do editorial for Mm -hmm. literally my entire, I wanted to experience other things because what if, I already like social media, what if I'm more so interested in content that's curated mainly for social media, Mm -hmm. things like that. So I loved it. I liked it a lot, and I managed their social media accounts, so Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter. Um, and just assisted with a lot of like general manager things and it was fun but it helped me figure out for sure that I was more so interested in the writing aspect than just kind of the social side and the sharing side. After that I worked for Janine Morris who is the beauty editor formerly at Which I feel like is another like big space opportunity. A lot Mm -hmm. of these influencers like they have their own brand some of them are even creating their own uh, well, yeah, they're creating their own brands and fashion lines, or mm-hmm. you know, they're becoming a business and oh, yeah. a company, and they take interns, mm-hmm. and that's like a real thing. Like mm-hmm. that's a real experience, and you probably get a lot of hands-on stuff. Oh there. yeah, yeah, for sure. So, Michelle, New York, I went online to a lot of different fashion boards for internship boards. Kind of just a lot of googling, like yeah. crazy. And then... Like at 2010? Like at 2010, <laughs> yeah. um, and just a bazillion others that I could find. And then Janine Morris, I actually went to a conference with one of the journalism clubs, and she was a speaker, she was a panelist, and she talked about how she switched her brand, you know, from being an editor to being an influencer and all of these things she does, and she kind of like what she was doing was exactly what I wanted to do for myself. Like I saw her whole career plan or path was my career plan in terms of things that she's done. So afterwards I actually went up to her and I had my resume with me at this conference. Smart. Because you know they should. (laughs) And I had like my business cards and I went up to her and I didn't go up like asking for anything. I just went up to say hi to her and I wanted to introduce myself and to like thank her for you know, sharing and giving this insight because of the fact that universities don't really touch or teach that area of the industry. And she was like, well, what are you doing this summer? Oh my it was like God. in the spring. And I was like, <laughs> um, nothing. And she's like, are you looking for internships right now? And I was like, always, yes. And mm-hmm. she was like, well, I have, I, I'm looking for an intern still for the summer. I'm going to take this resume um, and like, give me your email and I'm going to email you and I want to talk to you because I think this will work. And I emailed with her and literally two weeks later I met with her at a cafe in New York because she's based in New York and she gave me everything I would be doing for her for the summer and asked if I was interested and I was like 
Of yes. course. Like, this is amazing. And this was unpaid? So it was unpaid. Um, All your internships been unpaid? They have been. Okay. Yeah. So you think that's pretty normal Those, with, like, editorial? Yes. You'll probably get unpaid. They're so competitive. Yeah. And so many people want them that it's like if you held out and were like, no, I demand to be paid, they'd be like, someone yeah. else would rather the experience. So, True. bye. So <laughs> they were all unpaid, but totally worth it. I, you know, I don't regret or wish I'd taken a paid one over any of the ones I did. I am fully happy with all of them. So she was unpaid and she flat out said to me, she's like, you know, I'm a single person. My brand is essentially just like myself doing it. So I don't have the funds to be paying my interns, but I'm going to pay you in beauty products and I'm going to pay you in terms of you go to these things and you can have all of them. And she was like, every time we meet, I will have products for things. And I was like, that's all I need. Yeah, like, like, how could you say no to that? Like, okay, I'm good. What is money? I don't care. Like, I'm just fine (laughs) with whatever you got. Um, And so I did that for the summer that I went to events for her. And I would meet with her then every few, like, every week or so. Or every other week. And we would meet up in the city for lunch. And we would then go to events together or we would meet up in kind of like a common workspace in New York and kind of work on stuff together. And I wrote blog posts for her and I worked on her social media, so her Pinterest, Facebook, and Twitter. And I helped make graphics for for her Instagram. The stuff that she just doesn't have time for. Right, exactly. So everything. And, you know, she writes for her own blog, obviously, but I was helping add, you know, more content, like one piece a week or something like that. And then mainly going to those events in her place to kind of so she could show her presence Mm -hmm. that she cared but she couldn't actually go so I got to go which is awesome so smart for her because then it gives a great relationship with those brands like it's continuing that relationship exactly um instead of like oh I'm not gonna invite this influencer yeah she didn't go. go right exactly so it was an experience of a lifetime I loved every second of it um and I had that one right before my senior year of college, and then my senior year, because I graduated a semester early, so my last semester, the fall semester of my senior year, I got the internship at the Zoe Report, and I got that one through in 2010, I believe, that's where it was posted, Um it was for their editorial department, and it was in, you know, fashion obviously and that's right in New York City so I came into the office and I got to work right under the news editor and the fashion editor and learn from them and they are two amazing amazing women they're very sweet um and I did that for the whole semester and that was amazing because I got published I assisted with their stories but I also got my own published stories on the Zoe Report which was like yeah like (laughs) I was struck with amazement by the fact that I was able to actually do that I did not think but my byline and everything is on the Zoe report so and do you think that is something that was like major that contributed towards where you are now yeah I think so for sure so all of those were like building blocks like they got like bigger kind of in either importance or size kind of as I went through college but like obviously I would not have been able to get the Zoe report without doing the other ones first so it was definitely like those baby steps I definitely think having the Zoe Report bylines helped so, so much because, you know, I put those in whenever um, interviews asked for 
my work then, I always made sure to include the Zoe Report because yes. it's a name everyone knows and it's so big that it was like, oh my gosh, like if you have a clip on there, that means you did something right in terms yeah. of interning there or whatever. So that was my last internship and that was also insanely valuable because Laura, who was the fashion editor, had so many contacts in the industry and set me up because I was graduating that December set me up with so many different interviews for jobs uh, like leading up to graduation and ultimately she and Janine were my um, references that I put down my work references for my current job at she finds okay and so they you know were called up and they were able to so they definitely called up those references yes so I was they Mm -hmm. both you know let me know when they were talked to and also my current boss told me like when she reached out to them it's just like via email and things or one of them might have been on the phone and was kind of like you know tell me about Jess's work tell me about her writing tell me about how she is as a person and everything like that and they both were able to give me amazing recommendations that I was so thankful for which got me to she finds yeah and what would you say is the biggest tip you have for someone who's going in for an interview definitely keep hustling and working nonstop. not don't have fun in college because I, I had fun in college but make sure you're also doing fun things that are going to help you get that job so You know, I think I was very lucky because I did a lot with her campus and it was very fun for me and it was also like career building. So So you're saying you don't want to go into an interview and just, you want to have more to you. You want to have more to you than just being a university student. You know, you want to have something to show for like, yeah, I'm in college and of course I like hanging out with my friends and I like, but here's my interests and here's what I can do and like here's how they will apply to working for wherever you're at it's just so important I think to like be able to put to get as much like valuable experiences not so much like quantity you don't need fluff you don't need to just fill it with like random nonsense but making sure you are doing something so like in your summers off you are making sure your social media presence looks good or you are writing those blog posts or you know Mm -hmm. just little things that way you look like an overall really really good candidate so you will stand out because it's hard there's a ton of people wanting the same jobs in the fashion and beauty industry it's Mm -hmm. so competitive that you have to kind of do something that'll put you like above and beyond kind of where the bar is set and last question what is your like probably most rewarding your favorite part about your current job and the most challenging most rewarding Oh, challenging first. I'm going to end on a good note. Okay. The most challenging thing is definitely dealing with the stress. It is very high stress industry. Yes. It is very, you know, maybe sometimes. Do you work wo- from home sometimes? Like after work, you're working yeah, from home? Yeah, yes. You have to work um, sometimes off hours. You know, if something's going wrong with the site online or something, you know, the internet does not pause or stop. So, like, if you get home and something's wrong, a link is wrong that a PR rep supplied you. Like, you can't say, okay, I'm just going to get to it tomorrow morning. I mean, you could, but that would not really make them very happy if right now their product is wrong. Yeah, you know what I mean? so, so many readers not Right, so it's, it's stressful. It's a lot of work, and it's always very, very busy. I don't have, like, downtime moments at my <laughs> job where I'm just, like, sitting there, like, you know, twiddling my thumbs. It's 
it's a lot of stress it's a lot of pressure because it's a very competitive industry and it can be overwhelming um but it's important to kind of just I think what I found is like realizing and talking to my peers that she finds and friends is just like okay you got the job for a reason it's good to remember that it's like you are trusted that you can handle it and you can so if you're having like you feel like you're spiraling out of control and you can't handle it like you just got to regroup because you yes. can you have to actually believe that you can so that's probably the hardest so part, you guys just, like help each other out in confidence oh for sure because like it can be very very stressful but the most rewarding part for sure is getting to see pieces that I'm really really proud of online getting to hear about friends reading my pieces um I got a text from an old boss who she was like looking up swimsuits to buy this summer and she said that like my piece came up and she was actually shopping a piece that I wrote about um or hearing like people say like oh I was looking for like you know the a water new waterproof mascara and I found like the one that you wrote on she finds and it helped me so much it's just very rewarding getting to actually communicate with people even though it's not necessarily always like back and forth like the fact that I am just getting to like speak to an audience and getting to give them advice or um help them out with finding something um or informing them about something is really exciting and rewarding for me if you enjoy this podcast please make sure to leave a rating or review down below thanks again for listening and talk to you next time